0: the party is at we love hearing speakers at our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper so we came up with the chapel mops after party podcast your hosts barkley and me summer Welcome to our second episode. We are so glad that you tuned into us, and today we have a very special guest to us, Breanne Fueling. We're so glad to have you here. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So glad. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Breanne, tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. I am a pastor's wife. I have three kids. I live not too far from here, and um, I, for the last... I don't do math very well, so many moons. I have been working as a licensed clinical professional counselor, um, kind of in the Chicagoland area, and running a private counseling center out of um, our church. So okay. that's what fills some of my parts of my days. And I have a couple other fun things that Just I do a on the couple side.
2: Other things. I, I think there's
0: a couple other things. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> um, well, so we had the privilege of getting to know you over the years, and we're like, we gotta have you on, because we wanna mm-hmm. pick your brain. And so we had you last week at MOPS. Mm-hmm. And listeners, if you missed it, be sure to go back and watch it because there's a lot of good stuff and we're only going to touch on it briefly this morning, so... Um. Yeah. So let's maybe talk a little bit about what you talked about last Mm -hmm. week, just so in case someone hasn't listened. um, You talked a little bit about, it's called the polyvagal theory. Did I say that right? Yeah. I'm so proud. That's so good. Uh, So we're discussing mental health, Mm -hmm. and this was a theory you shared with us, and it gave us a great visual of what might be going on in our minds
1: absolutely So. so a little bit of background on that I feel like as a mom myself and so I'm on my coming in 14th year of motherhood and I feel like there was so many things that I knew were out of place or very wrong or broken in my own like way I was interacting with motherhood. Mm-hmm. And when I found this whole theory, even as a therapist, right? This is a newer thing that's kind of up and coming. Mm-hmm. And so, I felt like it took little puzzle pieces that I had been searching for a long time for what is going on in my heart, what is mm-hmm. going on in my body, what it, what do I see in my friends that I can support them, but I can't even really put their puzzle pieces together. I felt like this theory took those puzzle pieces and it made it all make sense. Yeah. And that was a huge relief to me mm-hmm. to be able to be like, oh, I see how that goes together and why that happens. And so it's become something I'm pretty quickly passionate about. And I think it is something that is becoming more and more up and coming. I just listened to two podcasts that released like last week on it. And I was like, oh, it's like a race to see who can get this information out to moms and to people, you know, as fast, because I feel like it has so much to offer us. And so it really the polyvagal, mm-hmm. we call it the polyvagal window of tolerance theory. And that's a very long, strange name. For basically, it gives us a diagram, which maybe we can connect this diagram, the show notes of the podcast, so our listeners can go and Mm -hmm. view Mm -hmm. visually. I'm a very visual learner, what we're seeing here. Mm -hmm. And this theory basically says that we are created and we have a window of tolerance. And in this window of tolerance, that's kind of our green zone. And we're very resilient in that window. That is where we are connected to other people. We are able to communicate clearly. We're able to feel all these feelings and kind of like hold them like all love, joy, delight peace and and they they come over us and it's not just this fleeting moment and i feel like before for the last couple years of my life i could feel all these things Mm -hmm. but that is not what what overcame me and i carried throughout my days that would be like 0.27 seconds of like oh and then the burden of what was going on in the world around me would come back and that's how i would that's what i would walk in a lot of Mm -hmm. times Mm -hmm. and so but when we're in our window of tolerance it's when we are most pretty much like I think how God has created us. It's like you would look at the people in your life when they're in that space and you're like, oh, there you are. Right. That's how my yes. that's who my spouse is. That's why I probably I fell in love with them as they were in this green window of tolerance. Mm-hmm. But what happens in our life is that we get triggered. We get experiences. And that really I would define as little t trauma. Right. Which is anything that comes into our story and overwhelms our ability to cope. And continues to leave us with a feeling of, oh, I did not like that. Yeah. Right, and, and and those things after time, kind of like that straw on the camel's back analogy, those things after time, they kind of decrease our quality of life and the way that we are living in life. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
1: And so those things can be anything. And I think for a lot of us, when we hear the word trauma, we're like thinking they have to be these giant experiences, which obviously those play a huge part in many people's story as to how they're triggered also. And so those are true. But it can even be these little experiences that happen again and again And you don't know, you don't have anything left to cope with. You don't have anything to bring to the table. And so you don't know how to Mm -hmm. deal with that moment. Mm -hmm. So these Mm -hmm. things dysregulate us and they send us into one of two places. Mm -hmm. The first is the red zone, which we call hyper arousal. It is when your nervous system inside of your body, it goes into fight or flight mode and you are left feeling on hyper alert. You have way too much energy. You're pacing around. Maybe you're yelling. Maybe you're just yelling inside. Maybe you don't actually say the words out loud, but your whole body is kind of burning in your chest and in your throat and in your head and you want to control the things around you and you have just a general attitude of I don't care, right? Like when you're in this place Mm -hmm. and you're yelling and you're frustrated and you're Mm -hmm. moving things Mm -hmm. around really hard, um, Mm -hmm. you, you genuinely don't care slamming things. You're like, right. what's wrong, mom? <laughs> yeah, I've know been down to do this. I've oh. done that many yes. times where my kids are like,
0: <laughs> what is wrong with you? Or, or I even hear <laughs>
1: myself and yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't stop moving these things really <laughs> intensely. Right? You kind of look <laughs> Your like a fool. Like, you, you, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like back <laughs> away from me." Yes, you. I'm fine. Why would you I'm, say that? You're like, I don't know. Of course I'm fine. <laughs> slamming the cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so that's one version. That's where we go when we're dysregulated. And I'd say a lot of people go to that spot. It looks very different for every person. And so I think it's important for all of us to pay attention to what does that look like when I'm in that spot. Mm -hmm. But the other option that we go to is hypoarousal. And that is when our nervous system is just turning off. Mm -hmm. And we kind of look at that as like the blue zone. And in hypoarousal, that is when we are tired. We can suddenly be exhausted. We are sluggish. Mm -hmm. We give up. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I mean, I do think that that phrase is like such a popular phrase in mom culture, right? I'm done done right, and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And those are indicators of this space when we begin to kind of disassociate, which means that we kind of like pull back, we're slower at answering, we're slower at processing. Mm -hmm. Decisions are so overwhelming. Um, I know when I'm in that spot, like if we go out to eat, I'm like, someone just loved me enough to order for me. Yeah, Like that even decision-making ability feels so Mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And that is really seen as like the, yeah, as I said, like the, I give up, I'm done, and I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of this picture of how we regulate our nervous system and our emotions that can't connected to our thoughts. And our goal is to begin to expand that window of tolerance and stay in that place, even if things are hard, even if they're easy, that we are resilient to be able to deal with things in a way where we get to bring our whole connected self to the table mm-hmm. and be able to respond to them.
2: And I think yes. it's so interesting that you talked about uh, little T trauma because obviously people have dealt with like big T trauma, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think as moms, we deal with a lot of little traumas that we don't even realize are little traumas. Mm-hmm. Like so-and-so did not sleep last night mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, you had a big, I don't know, little things falling through that you had this big plan set
1: up or dinner burnt. I don't right. know, like little things mm-hmm. can wear yeah. on your soul. Yeah, right. and most of those things are, even the ones that you gave that were an example of a one-time occurrence, most of them then would happen like four or five in a day. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it like gains this momentum too yeah. of like not being able to cope. Yeah. And I think as moms, I love, like, and this is what's so interesting, is like one of my highest value for women and for moms is that they develop grit, mm. right? Because I think mm-hmm. that that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my own grit and my story has led me to a place where my body was screaming at me with so many mm-hmm. different health problems. like girlfriend, you are too gritty, (laughs) right? Like, Mm -hmm. you've got to learn to pay attention and not just keep pushing, 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 pushing. So
2: often moms are expected to do it all, or we Mm -hmm.
1: feel like we have have to to do it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and and I do, when you were talking um, at Mops about how each day, like, as you go through the day and all these little things build up, build up, build mm -hmm. build up, and anxiety can hit really hard at night Mm -hmm. because, I, I mean, myself, I feel like my body's done. Mm -hmm. I've... Endured, 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 endured. And then you were talking about how anxiety attacks can yep. happen at night. And that is just the buildup of the day yep. or the time. Right. Yeah. of the and Your season your body cannot yeah. handle yeah. anymore. That's like one of my
1: greatest things that I would love for people to understand. Because so many people come to me and they're like, I wasn't even thinking about anything. I was just sleeping. Right, right. And I'm like, well, here's what's right. going on. That was all trapped inside mm-hmm. of you. Mm-hmm. And then your body was like, I'm, I, I'm done. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to communicate this to you in the most part where you're supposed to be settled in your yeah. REM sleep and I'm gonna shoot this in an energy through your body to tell you, you there's things during the day that you are not paying attention to. So interesting. And there's things during this season of life that see, I believe anxiety, God created it in our bodies is like this warning system mm. that if we pay attention to it, but we're so scared of it, I think mm-hmm. we're prone to just being like, okay, turn off that indicator light. It's like if you were driving your car and the lights were going on and you found out you could just turn off all the lights but never fix the problems, right. what is gonna happen? Well, you're just gonna accumulate all of this terribleness in your car. Yeah. It's gonna wear down. Down, right, yeah. but those indicator lights are there to call our attention to address something at that moment. Mm, so when good. we are not respecting anxiety mm-hmm. for the messenger that it is into our lives, and we push it down and we try to get it to be quiet, and this is. I think I talked about that I love medication and I love what it can do for people, but I think in this world today, the medication problem that I see is that it turns off the indicator light, and people don't deal with why that's going yes. off in the first yes. place. Right. Yes. And so they can be a great combo together, but we have to be able to look at what is this messenger telling us? What do I need to do to respond? It can get you healthy so you can respond. So you do need to respond. Absolutely. You have to respond. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right.
2: So now that we have this framework, how do we Mm -hmm. stay out of it or pull ourselves out of these other? windows so we yeah. can get back yes. to the window
1: of tolerance. So I think a lot of it, we talked about the desire then for connection mm-hmm. and that I believe that connection is the answer to all of this disconnection that's trying to happen in our bodies and in our minds and in our hearts in this process. And so when we are looking to be connected to ourself, we talked about this, and I wanna talk more about the body part today. We're looking at connecting ourselves in our body, in our thoughts, and in our emotions and our actions. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the greatest things, like I shared, is I feel like most of my life, especially in my Christian walk and faith up to this point, I have been very heavy on what it is to be connected in the, my mind and in my thoughts, and that's incredibly helpful information, and even in my emotions and my actions. But I just toppled over what my body was communicating mm-hmm. to me and mm-hmm. decided not to listen to it. And there are times when you have to persevere, and you have to be like, "I'm sorry, body, you have to keep going." Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah but yeah. there are also times, right? Then you're like, "What? What are you trying to tell me about what's going on?" That's how my nursing and so, journey went. Yes, <laughs> and so when we're looking at that, I would love for people to begin to just watch and listen, and mm-hmm. like, wh- what, what, what in the world goes on with this? My headaches, my stomach aches, my indigestion, my um, nausea, my um, my eyesight problems whatever it is my blood pressure my heart my heart racing my my breathing you begin to just watch all of these things and you keep track of them you don't have to make like a judgment call on them at first but you're just like okay Mm -hmm. all right oh yep i see that that Mm -hmm. leads to that Mm -hmm. so you're paying attention and you're you're letting it speak and then the second thing is that you begin to communicate to your body and so when our body is in that fight or flight when it's having that response when it's trying to get dysregulated the best information that our body can receive back from us comes from our body. And so I think I used to think if I can just think my thoughts, right, then my thoughts are eventually going to make it to my body and Mm -hmm. give that messenger that's not the way the body works Mm and needs communication that it's safe from its very own self that's the way it receives chemical information right yeah and so like if it's all like (gasps) in hyper arousal and i'm like you're fine right the body (laughs) the the body it's like it's not even in the Mm -hmm. same world of translation yeah and so i have to learn how to communicate by and i think honestly i think i mentioned this before and it's made me mad for the last like 15 years of being a therapist when people are like you gotta learn how to breathe and i'm like and what else right like what give me something else it's so annoying it seems too simple Mm -hmm. and it's really kind of annoying Mm -hmm. and i have grown in my respect for what, why they're saying that yeah. so much, okay. and so my favorite form of breathing is called square breathing. And in square breathing, basically what we're doing, which is I'm gonna see how good of a uh, descriptor I am online without having the visual yes. of what's going on, is that I think it's helpful if you even take your finger and you put it on your leg. This is how I teach it to students. And 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 for the first four seconds, you're drawing a line up on your leg and you're counting to four, and you're not doing anything. You're just being like ready, right? You're like, okay, I'm just gonna pause. This is my being still. Mm-hmm. Then as you grow across the top from the left to the right you are breathing in and you are inhaling for four seconds and you always want to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth um so you're breathing in for four seconds and then you're going to draw a line down and you're going to hold it for four seconds Mm -hmm. and then you're going to breathe it out for four seconds through your mouth And this kind of square breathing, and there's different techniques. Another one is uh, 5 7 eight. That's popular, too. But I think that square breathing is so helpful because it actually is also grounding you if you can do it kind of like on your leg just real quietly. Mm-hmm. And if you can do this at least for three to five times in a row, you will be amazed at how different that your body feels. Mm-hmm. And it is said that if you can do this for two minutes straight, that you can calm any panic attack down.
0: Wow. that it takes two minutes
1: of this kind so of regulated breathing
0: your mind and your body mm-hmm. so they're sinking together trying to connect them yep exactly to, to bring yep the anxiety Cause down Cause
1: remember when you're like your anxiety it's like your whole mm-hmm. world is like mm-hmm. scattering yes. and it's like chaos and it's like building and it's like you're leaving your body not totally yes. right but it's like oh. like, mm-hmm. like you're spiraling up right please and so this is exactly that it's okay. like okay no we're gonna reconnect we're gonna mm-hmm. bring our and, and part of it is too it is calming your body down and it is bringing your whole brain online we talked a little bit about how your amygdala when it's in control mm-hmm. it's, it's an ugly controller mm-hmm. so we want everything to kind of just reconnect okay. so that we can attend to the situation mm-hmm. and we can deal with it and be able to see what that is hmm.
0: that's
1: but that's square so breathing and that's something we can teach our kids too yeah. and so if we're just teaching our kids this from when they're little and it becomes the language of their foundation and we're laying these seeds i think that's a great tool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. yeah, super helpful all
2: right so after breathing what's next what so a couple we...
1: other hacks that i love to just share about is we talked about your vasal vagal mm-hmm. nervous system right mm-hmm. being what is what this is all about and so there's a couple other natural techniques for stimulating the vagus nerve. And what's happening when we're, when we're looking at this is that, that that nerve, remember, let's imagine it's like on fire. It calms down, not by dousing it with water, or putting out the fire, but it, calms, it gets its messages of being calm by kind of like vibrating, right? Okay, That's what you do when you are calm. And that's where, like, so many different theories on meditation and things like that come from, Mm -hmm. is it's stimulating that vasal vagal nerve. And it's telling it basically that good information, like, oh, look, we're safe. You can Mm -hmm. just calm down. Mm -hmm. And so some other ways that that can be done which I think these, if you, if you begin to think about this, you're like, that makes sense, right? Is One is humming. And so I don't know if you know anyone in your life who's like a hummer or like a singer oh, and you're yes. like, you're, you're interesting. You, you hum a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is my that husband, is kind of like, a,
0: my husband does that a
2: lot. Yeah. And oh, you'll like, never stop. look at him the same yes. when he hums. Yes. yes. The people okay? in my life. Oh,
1: so this is an example. <laughs> we were talking before we started recording of like, when I watch people yeah. and I'm, it makes me anxious because yeah. I see what they're doing and they don't know what they're doing. So, like, yeah, I have people in my life who are like adamant hummers, huh. and it makes me a little anxious because I'm like, you are actually, you don't know. It's great. I'm glad you're doing this right now, but like, what is going on that you feel like you're having constantly calming your nervous? So they're system calming down. themselves down. Yes, it's calming themselves down. Yeah, whether they know it or not, I don't right. think it's like a chosen. Right. No, thing. It's I'm sure they, they learned don't very long ago, like and it brings that sense of like pleasure to like just be like calm in that nervous system
0: part. And so that goes for humming or singing. Do you encourage them, then you're like, yeah. keep humming cause over you're there. Helping your st- over <laughs> in the other room
1: <laughs> yeah no but that is that's exactly what is going yeah. on it's humming chanting or singing are all exercises that kind of like create that uh yeah that Mm -hmm. sensation Mm -hmm. laughing that's also a big one and so I think when we look at even our friends when you Mm -hmm. see them kind of like going to their dysregulated place or our children or our families one of the greatest things that you can do is pass on like this inheritance of laughter Mm -hmm. that in these moments that you can really bring that to the table Mm -hmm. for them by being ridiculous or whatever that looks like gargling that's another one this is people give me this, people give me no. a hard time for this all the time they're like let me go gargle real quick and i'm like no yeah i don't know I don't how to really, can... really get that into our life but what i want to yeah. talk about I, hmm. when we get to the q a part a little bit is like these preventative things that we do we, mm-hmm. we just speak this like truth to our bodies of yeah. like that i'm okay so like even if you're gargling in the morning that is still kind of like a preventative um stimulation of your vagus nerve to be able to be like look
2: we're gonna start this day out fine yeah. you're good i feel like all of these things
1: are like brain body connections yep you're, cause yeah. you're just like whoosh, whoosh, Yes. Focus mm-hmm. I don't know. together. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Exercise, particularly yoga and stretching, those are things that are great for your that, brains, like you crossing the line and great. When
0: I When I'm in a tizzy or I'm mm-hmm. stressed out, Ryan will look at me, my husband, and he'll say, go for a walk. Mm-hmm. He'll say, like, go move. And mm-hmm. that is, that is mm-hmm. I can calm, I'll, if I'm in a bad mood, it's like because it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that seems so silly to me, but it's like a release for me to just, Calm yep. myself down, and my mind and my body. It's the best time I can think. The best time I can pray. It's the best. Yes. It's it's all of those things. Like mm-hmm. it is medicine for me. Mm-hmm. So, walking and, and, and what happ- What's happening is before your nervous system is like in a bundle of
1: like chaos Mm -hmm. and when you're adding movement to your body you are literally giving your nervous system along with your muscles this opportunity to kind of stretch that out and to make Mm -hmm. it like linear Mm -hmm. which is why you said you can pray and you can do all those things and i'm the same way i'll take Mm -hmm. like notes while i'm walking because i'm like oh i have so much clarity on that thought i've been trying to think time ever Mm -hmm.
0: that in the shower Mm
1: -hmm. i'm like oh genius (laughs) i think yes that's exactly right Mm -hmm. and so that and then we talked about breathing and then the other part would be also um grounding techniques and so Mm -hmm. but i want to think about this so one of my greatest hacks for parenting um and it works for adults too is that is a would you rather game right and so this is like love would you rather right and and the more creative you are the more like the more like crazy you sound in this game the greater it is and so what happens in would you rather and some of the grounding techniques i'm going to talk about next is that you are trying to get remember your amygdala is freaking out and it's trying to take control and put the rest of your brain offline but in order to make wise choices we really need our whole brain and particularly our prefrontal cortex right in the front right to mm-hmm. be like let mm-hmm. me help you assess the consequences of this moment mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so would you rather so in the middle of like you begin to see someone dysregulated and you begin to see this like spinning happening right you're like "Oh, wait, wait wait would you rather have toenails that were so long you had to cut like slits in your boots oh, so they gosh. could like fit through yeah. and then when Yuck. you walked they like <laughs> tapped on the ground or armpit hair that was so long and thick that you had you to had dread to it, it and kind of like beat it at the end right and then <laughs> when you walked shampoo. it like came out of your shirt and it was like waving okay. in the air and then your kids are going to be like are you okay yeah but what happened in that moment is that you engage their imagination and you engage Mm -hmm. their cognitive uh, deducing skills basically which all happened in the prefrontal cortex and so if you can imagine the energy if I had like a little machine uh, you're watching the amygdala get all red and hot in their brain and it actually you'll see on a brain scan it'll pull the energy from the rest of their brain and just go all to the amygdala Mm -hmm. when you are asking them some crazy scenario Mm -hmm. and would you rather you actually are bringing energy back to the prefrontal cortex user imagination and their deductive reasoning skills and then it's like now now we brought a little energy back to this right and so you're able to have that as like a grounding thing Mm -hmm. and that's i think as parents one of the most loving things we can do is we're like influencing their like brain activity Mm -hmm. to be able to come back to the moment and like five minutes later like address what that looks like
0: wow i promise
1: you you'll find it is like people tell me all the time they're like that's the weirdest thing ever ever." and really get creative like Yes. that will be
0: hard I'll have to write that'll be hard down. to top oh, yeah. no, all the time I'm like, minute, I'm really like okay
1: Lord meet me in this moment and give me something creative Would yep. you, if that was a giant waffle right in the ceiling like and you just go you, like I just use whatever's around <laughs> oh me and goodness. I just the most absurd things ever <laughs> however it's toenails seen. and armpit hair is my number
0: one go to I'm sure it makes them laugh so hard yes, yes. yes. well their eyes are usually big well, and, and, and
2: like, you automatically are picturing that so I'm right? focusing I did
0: Yeah, I pictured it was beautiful
2: that armpit hair
0: just waving in the wind
2: Uh, Connection to self. You talked a lot about the body, but your next one's thoughts. And in reading that, Mm -hmm. what immediately came to mind was, I think as moms especially, we can have so many negative thoughts. Yes. Oh, yes you know mm-hmm. about ourselves or our abilities or like how do you pull mm-hmm. yourself out that of integrated. negative yeah yes. yeah, yeah. what so a mom should
0: co- be and yes like
1: should absolutely do. and that you live like underneath that yes. right and that this world my 3 year old should be
2: potty trained by now i'm right. mm-hmm. doing this wrong mm-hmm. no
1: yeah. yeah i don't know there's so a lot of you- like what you were just saying come from expectations uh-huh. and so and i think expectations come from the land of what we would call cognitive distortions and so this is another one of my favorite things to talk about and cognitive distortions there's like 9 to 11 of them and And they are just common patterns that our thinking gets distorted. So Mm -hmm, as psychology mm -hmm. has studied Mm -hmm. the way that people, yeah, say these things, you look at that and you're like, oh yeah, that's black and white thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And so black and white thinking, an example of that is it's like all or nothing. It's like, everyone loves me, everyone hates me. And so there's different cognitive distortions that are very appropriate for different developmental periods in people's lives. Mm -hmm. So we can probably all like imagine some of the middle schoolers in our lives and you're like, why is it always everyone loves you where everyone hates you, right? Like it's yeah. just boom, boom. Mm-hmm. And some adults don't ever grow out of that because they didn't developmentally learn how to like go out, come out of that. And there's all sorts of these different cognitive distortions that we find ourselves just falling prey to. Almost, well, actually, all of us have certain ones that we are prone to. And it mm-hmm. kind of goes with our personality a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And they're the ways that our thought patterns, they just get tripped up. And so for us to be aware of what those are, it's very important yeah. um, that is something that's going to be actually releasing on my mental health podcast is a whole series on what that looks like and what to do about them mm-hmm. and then also with our automatic negative thoughts which we call ants in the psychology world right it's like yes. these ants right that like okay. wander around in your mind and if you've ever had ants we've talked before about my mice problem yes. right and if yes. you've ever had um, <laughs> that's like one threat right but if you've ever had ants in your house you're like what are you here for well, You never here, get actually, rid of them either. yes yes they right come
0: out of every yes, oh,
1: they're yes and they're there to like steal from you, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're there to like destroy everything that's going on yeah. around you. Mm-hmm. And they're there to like distract you from the mm-hmm. other ways that you could possibly be spending your time than mm-hmm. managing your ant population. And a lot of that is the same way that our automatic negative thoughts mm-hmm. are in our and life. it could be little things that compounded together grow into bigger things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when I work especially with moms is not giant things that are sitting no. there. It is mm-hmm. these little thoughts mm-hmm. that yeah, go throughout exactly. the day yeah. that sometimes they're not even aware of at first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's capturing those thoughts and taking them captive and being able to be like, okay, what what is this thought? Mm-hmm. Is this thought something that actually pleases Jesus and is part mm-hmm. of who I am? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that actually is slowly destroying me, kind of like rust, right? right. And like rotting me from the inside out. Yeah. And so that part of the mind and the thought patterns, mm-hmm. I think, is extremely important. And to yeah. me, that is kind of like our second step of being connected to ourselves: is, OK, what messages are going mm-hmm. through my mind? What things am I living mm-hmm. out of? What things are triggering me? Right. Yeah. And and what is the truth yeah. of what these situations are?
0: And I think with motherhood, like just thinking when my kids were little. It's like I had a lot of control when I didn't have kids, right? Yes. And then all of a sudden, That's I amazing, have actually remember that three small children, and I think about how my day is gonna go, what I'm gonna do, how my house is gonna look, how, and like how I'm gonna dress them, how I'm, gonna, and it's like kids are so trying in that. The perfection is literally out the window mm-hmm. because you you can't plan your day. Mm-hmm. You're you have to literally say, okay, you know what is my day going to look like by how their behavior is, mm-hmm. how they're doing. The, you know, so yeah. so many of those pieces, it's hard to have that inner critic in your mind of wanting perfection yes. and, and wanting it, and it can get really frustrating yep. and so
2: or you pick the perfect outfits and they have a blowout
0: yes <laughs> have a blowout, right I, I feel, or um, you forget the diaper bag and you think yeah, yeah. i'm a horrible mom i forgot the diaper bag you put your I know, poopy you kid back in yeah. the in the car seat or and just drive home kid. in yeah. a diaper
1: right. I, yeah yeah and we've all done it at least i've all done oh all yeah those <laughs> right, <laughs> right? Yeah. oh yeah yes. but i think that that's like a matter of looking at how a good thing of like wanting these things, like wanting those things isn't inherently no, bad right, for right. us, right? But a good thing becomes a bad thing when it becomes a controlling thing. Yes. And so if we live our days and we're constantly finding ourselves so strung out because that, that happened or that didn't go the way we wanted to, that's mm-hmm. when we begin to think, this is actually getting out of control, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. This yeah. is actually controlling me versus mm-hmm. it being a fun thing that we were all wearing matching outfits and that's whatever. A huge, you know, huge, I think, distinction
2: mm-hmm. that needs yeah. to be said. Yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: And I think a lot of that is sometimes just even reflecting on your day at, in the evening, being like, okay, so what today worked and what did not work, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. What well, gave me that sense of like <gasps> hyper arousal? Mm-hmm and what did what went well and mm-hmm. so i i mean especially at the beginning for me i had to daily look at when I, what was sending me to these places yeah and then try yeah. to dissect that and understand mm-hmm. oh here's a common
0: thread right, right. like you were saying when you're talking about like your kids not putting their shoes on like yeah. when you're about to leave and that yeah. was a trigger for you yes. like I, there were so many of those for me mm-hmm. throughout when my kids were little and now even as they're older it's like they're simple things but Mm -hmm. it's like realizing hey when people come to the house um, I get really anxious about Mm. getting everything perfect Mm -hmm. and like knowing that about myself and saying to myself summer like people are coming over don't get crazy about what the house is going to look like and just be calm you know but that's something I've learned over time yes where my family has told me hey we don't don't like like this (laughs) we don't like you yeah
1: yeah Yeah, so I think that's absolutely true and I I, children continually my greatest feedback in my life of those moments of Mm. like this is ugly mom right have come from my children most of the time they're being very kind or sometimes Mm -hmm. they're like what is going on or you just look in their face and you're like "Mm, I'm not sure this is yeah, a good moment right yeah. now right. Right? right right so it's like honestly even receiving feedback from them and like listening yes. to them to see what they have to say about that definitely yeah. definitely yeah all right and so I think one last grounding technique, I think this is just like an easy one, is the five senses. And so this works for you and this works for your kids. And you can, if you're both getting dysregulated, like like all, let's all just play together. And that is We're all because, dysregulated yeah. together. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is what happens
1: so many times in parenting, right? Oh, like yeah. you see your child and you're like, you look ridiculous, let me join you. Yeah. And I think especially as children get older, I think, but even toddlers, honestly, I've been able to handle middle schoolers much better, I think because I'm getting practice, mm-hmm, right? But I remember mm-hmm. that two, three, when you're like, what in the world? Yeah. And it's making you anxious yes. you can't make it stop or you know right. whatever it mm-hmm. is and then so mm-hmm. your emotions are joining them yeah but so in the five senses it's this again and this is a connection activity because we're trying to get, use our senses mm-hmm. to connect the different parts of our body to be able to like work as one and you're looking for five things that you can see and so you're like all right what are five things we can see right now naming them out loud mm-hmm. four things that you can hear three things that you can touch and what they feel like two things you can smell and one thing you can taste Mm -hmm. and so you kind of go throughout Mm -hmm. all your senses you're naming them out loud i think it works really well to like try to get any further descriptors Mm because again that is pulling that prefrontal cortex into the game to have to describe something and to Mm -hmm. use what that looks like but again this is one of those things i feel like is like okay whatever give me something else but when you begin to see people use it you will be Amazed at how it actually really works both for yourself and for your kids. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Should we go over some questions?
0: Yes. So we had our own Mops Moms from the Grays Lake Chapel um, write some questions down for us. So we're kind of going to break it into two parts. We're going to be talking about moms mm-hmm. and, and then we'll talk about kids. So, Barkley, you want to read the first one? All right. Where's a good
2: place to start? So um, you have shared all these things and some practical ways to get out of it. But let's see, what is a question we got from one of our moms? Um, so how can you tell if an adult or kid is going through normal hard stuff or should seek counseling? Like just these steps aren't going to be enough. Like they yep. actually need to get That's
1: such a good question. And how do you suggest it?
2: Without hurting yes, their with feelings. Friend or, yes. <laughs> yes. You know?
1: Yeah. That's also, <laughs> yeah. It, that's hard. So, although I would say that counseling is uh, starting at the end of the question we'll go back to the beginning i do feel like many students have a value for counseling that is different than even our generation had. definitely has changed so continually say, i'm sure. having people parents bring in students because the students are asking for the help mm-hmm. and they're responding to it which i think is so mm-hmm. fun yeah mm-hmm. um so i that's do think amazing. that that's something uh, the
0: turnover in mm-hmm. that where yep it would, before a, it was like you went to counseling. exactly yeah. now
1: it is like yeah. i need help mom right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if your children do say that, I do feel like so many times parents are like, well, they've been asking for help for six months and I just want to crawl under the table and cry with them. I'm like, no, when your child asks for help, even if you don't know how in the world to pay for it, mm-hmm. you find them something, right? Because yeah. that is them using their voice. And even if you do not think that they need help, it is not yours to judge. When they ask for that, you get them that, right? Yeah. And you're supporting mm-hmm. that. But so how can you tell if a kid is going through this normal stuff? And so I. And again, I'm very biased to counseling. So <laughs> that is probably where I would lean Yeah, is just, con- and I mm. love the voices of other adults in my children's yes. lives too. Yes. And so really, if you begin to see that for a period of even probably six weeks or longer, um, that this issue or whatever it is that they're dealing with is intervening in their life and beginning to decrease the quality of their life continually and or getting to the point where their life cannot function as they were created to be that is kind of when we would say you want to move to counseling Mm -hmm. mm because you're like okay this time period this has been going on for prolonged Mm -hmm. and it is actually keeping them and so it's going to be something that that end of the day is going to hurt their story Mm -hmm. and we don't need this chapter to keep going if Mm -hmm. we can try to work on this now Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
2: -hmm. um okay so say i'm in one of these hyper arousal or hyper arousal windows Mm -hmm. and i'm already in it how do i communicate my needs without yelling or saying, I give up,
1: Yeah, I'm done. That's such a good question. You know, like you're in it, how do I get out Mm -hmm. of it? So I think as soon as you realize that you're in it, your goal is to calm down. I don't think that there's much benefit of, I'm I'm, I'm also answering this on the fly and just thinking of my own life, so feel free to disagree with me here. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there's much benefit to communicating when you're like that because you don't have your whole brain online. Mm -hmm. You are not possibly going to communicate beautifully to what's going kindly. on mm-hmm. uh, yeah mm-hmm. and kindly right yeah. in a way that people are like i want to help you right I um know. so my personal plan right now is to calm down and come back to it later But okay. i find that when i come back to it later i don't have the same emotions as mm-hmm, i did before sure. so then my struggle which is to my detriment is then sometimes I just, I don't follow through on that communication later. Mm. No, that actually did need to be communicated. Mm -hmm. I was feeling it at a 10. It's really at a four. I would like to communicate it at a level four. Right. But then I'm like, right. Like the moment's Mm -hmm. over. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then what does that do do later? Come back to
2: that. I think that's my issue. I have often, I'll be like, Oh, deal with that later. But then I never do.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm currently in that moment too. What I have been doing lately is keeping a note of how I felt at that moment on my phone so that I can kind of just review what that mm-hmm. looks like and mm-hmm. then trying to figure out how to hold myself accountable for still using my voice. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, like I said, it's still a four. It's still worthy of yeah. being said. It mm-hmm. still probably needs to be said or it's mm-hmm. gonna like build up in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I feel like that's right where I'm at too. Right now Is trying to figure out, but how do I say those things in a way that is going to express my needs and is kind and is connecting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially if in the past I've built a, um, like a system of hurt, right? Where um, with some of these people, they saw me wanting my needs when I was all hot and spicy. That's like a system of hurt that I built, right? Mm-hmm. Now I got to come back to that same system, those same people and mm-hmm. re-communicate in a kind way. Yeah, It's definitely mm-hmm. like a healing process. Yeah, And I think, but so for me, the biggest thing is be like, all right, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> like, you know, you're just yeah. admitting like the weakness in it, yes. right? But then asking for what it is still. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what if too, I feel like sometimes you can step on a, man, or a mind- what is it called? A um, landmine. A landmine. Yeah. With somebody in your life, and mm-hmm. you literally triggered them. Yes. And you've upset them. Yes. And it's like, how do you like help them mm-hmm. like realize? Hey, they're either numbing themselves or yes. they're out of control. Yeah. So,
1: I would say. That's definitely something I experience in life commonly. And so I think one of the hardest things is finding that balance. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes in seasons of my life, I've been prone to speaking to like, I'm going to fix that. I'm just going to tell you everything you need to do to change, okay. right? Yeah. Well, that yeah. doesn't that's, work. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, I'll just try to be quiet. And I'm just going to pray about it. I'm like, okay, that's great too. Not working. And so I feel like I'm actually just right now at this point of like, okay, so how do you do that? And so I begun to adjust some of those things in letters because... Oh. I'm a big letter person. I also just verbal, I process by writing too. Mm -hmm. But also, then it's kind of like giving this person that and Mm -hmm. letting them kind of digest that in their own time. Mm -hmm. Being able to return to it and to, I, she said that and they go back to you, you're like oh actually I kind of read into like you know you're mm-hmm. just being able to digest that slowly mm-hmm. and expressing those concerns and being able to say hey I have some things that I need to share with you I know that it could trigger you in this way mm-hmm. that is not what I am trying to accomplish right. and so I hope that you would hear my heart I'm not saying I say it perfectly mm-hmm. but my message I believe right is still a burden in my heart to say to you and I want to say those things to you mm-hmm. I'm asking that you would try to receive it mm-hmm. and be gentle about it right mm-hmm. yeah. it might be uncomfortable like, I think when,
2: writing too helps you be nicer. Yes. Yes. You know, because yeah. you're not mm-hmm. going to lose your yes. temper and right, yell. Right. No, yeah. You're writing it, you're
0: being logical yeah. and thoughtful. And yes. I agree. I don't know. Yeah. That always helps yeah. me. Yeah, text <laughs> too, like a text mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And a, mm-hmm. you can also be careful how you say it, or even voice texting because you can hear the tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I do, I think writing isn't used enough sometimes as
1: like a form of communication that we're like, all right, let me just express my heart yeah. to you. I agree.
0: I agree. Yeah. I'm also, I was talking to Brianne right before, but I was saying how in this busy season of life right now, we're just going, going, going. It's like right after Thanksgiving into Christmas and it's crazy. Like I'm like each day there's something that needs to be done and to go to. And so I'm, I'm wanting to be connected to myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like, don't be connected because I can't Feel like Mm -hmm. I feel like Like you're afraid of what you would find if you were to connect, right? Because Mm -hmm. I need to keep going. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do I stay connected, but also, like, hey, let's not sit and feel these things, Mm -hmm. um, and get stuck and get stuck. Mm -hmm. So, one tip that I would have is there's
1: a difference between feeling the thing, re feeling the things, or um, sitting in the feelings Mm -hmm. versus observing the feelings, and so. There is not, and this is totally like people's different like therapeutic like beliefs. I'll give you mine. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think you have to sit in the feelings. I don't think you have to like wallow in them and bathe in them.
0: Correct. But I think that
1: you can observe them and be able to be like, okay, what what was I feeling then? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was feeling... I was feeling stuck or I was feeling sad, right? And you don't have to go back to that sadness and release it and feel it Mm -hmm. for like five hours, Mm -hmm. but you can just observe it and touch it and be like, yeah, I was feeling sad. And now let me figure out what I needed to do to like cope with that in a way, Mm -hmm. give myself coping techniques, give Mm -hmm. myself... Voices to be able to be sad, and then and then use that sadness for what God created it to be. Mm-hmm. Sadness is supposed to compel us to change. Sadness is supposed to compel us to lament. Sadness mm-hmm. is supposed to compel us to be able to be like, all right, I'm not in control. You are. I'm going to worship you, mm-hmm. right? So like allowing the transformation to happen in what that sadness was a messenger of. Um, but you don't have to go back and like sit there in it. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yes. Yeah. And so I think for me, it's also just dedicating these periods of time. So for me, a lot when it's driving because. I can feel clear headed when I'm driving similar to when I'm walking, mm-hmm. um, and, or when I'm walking, right. Just these time periods every day. And then one time every, like once every week, once every month, once every quarter and once every year. And so I try to have these rhythms of rest and mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. Um, cause otherwise I don't have time to think my thoughts. And Ooh. that is a very dangerous place to be in life. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So are like, right. and
1: I think people would find that you actually don't need that much time to think your thoughts, mm-hmm. um, but you just need some time. Oh, definitely. Yeah
0: yes to process it all yeah
2: all right I know we could go on and on about Mm -hmm. uh, adults but maybe hit on some kid questions um what are some good steps at keeping your kids mental health in check or signs that we can catch like oh I don't know they might be going yeah (laughs) you know like how can
1: we what can we watch for so the same kind of structure that we've talked about of like what do i look like when i'm being hyper aroused what do i look like when i'm in my window of tolerance and what do i look like when i'm hypo aroused right like mm-hmm. that information about our own selves i think it's almost important to like sit down again i'm a very visual processor but i think everyone benefit from what sitting down and being like okay what does that look like in this child's life this child's life mm-hmm. this child's life because it's each yeah. different in their own story mm-hmm. and so it's putting that those observations I guarantee you you have just kind of Mm -hmm. held in your mind it's putting them into a plan and being able then to come up with kind of like an emergency plan for that child when they're in that state Mm -hmm. what does this child need to ground them what does this child need to be reconnected how can I help this child be connected to themselves? and so Mm -hmm. I think in that way particularly with our children it's using the things that we have tried on ourselves and then it is parenting right mothering stepping into their stories to help them learn how are they connected to themselves Mm -hmm. how are they connecting to other people how are they connecting to their faith and what that looks like and and honestly i think that's greater fire in our own journey because we can't lead them to something that we don't know where that's at Mm -hmm. right and so um, and i think continually working with moms, right? You're like, oh, I know. I I want something better for my child than the way they're responding, the way I feel right now in responding to this, right? right? But how? And so I think it's as you're learning it and you're taking these steps that then you're able to facilitate that in your children's like lives and hearts too.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and being Mm -hmm. an example to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we are in a heavy time of disappointment or Mm -hmm. drastic change or, Mm -hmm. you know, how can we help kids deal with disappointment
1: or anger or, you know, hard things they're feeling right now. So I just want to link that back for parents to think about how for in our kids' stories, these things really are that little T trauma showing up, right? One of the greatest sources of little T trauma is unpredictability, Mm -hmm. transitions, Mm -hmm. Um, changing relationships and things like that. And so we have had all of those things in this current generation of kids, no matter what age your kids are at, Mm -hmm. um, even if they're very, very, very little, they they don't know yet what that is, but they will begin to taste that difference as they're older. And so I think just even trying to be trauma-informed is what we'd call it in the world of psychology, right? Mm -hmm. In what our kids are experiencing and trying to have this framework as we think about their anger or their disappointment. Because really, all of those things children perceive as threats to their sense of self Um, and we talked about how trauma is like that overwhelming your coping skills right and Mm -hmm. making it feel like there is a threat to your body and your viability and so that's what we're seeing in the kids is that they're perceiving now are they correct in that perception well sometimes yeah they are but that is what they perceive and we always have to meet people where they're at what what they're perceiving even if we would judge it as shouldn't be that big of a deal and so i think when we're looking at this current time of the pandemic and the way that this has affected this generation Um, one of the thoughts that i've continually had spiraling around in my mind for the past couple days is what is the difference between someone who faces something that is hard and they come out stronger Mm -hmm. right Uh, the trial has made these beautiful things inside of them versus and so they're transformed right Mm -hmm. versus the fact that they stay in place of trauma and and this is kind of a thought that's spiraling around, so it's kind of still new, but I'll tell you some of the things that I've been thinking. Um, because, and I was reading a book that I will put, um, give to you guys to be able to share too, and it's called Heart Splinters, Healing Childhood Always in Childhood. Mm-hmm. And it is an amazing resource. And she says in there, in the natural, right? Tragedy has a recipe to make one hardened, full of fear, to learn to erect walls around their heart to keep it safe. So how does a crisis make you stronger And it's by allowing God to enter in there with you and to see how he can change you and purify you during that crisis. And so I think a lot of times we are in these moments and we're just enduring versus mm-hmm. having a vision that this could actually be something that is building into us and transforming mm-hmm. right. us. And I think sometimes we're, tr- we're becoming tougher yeah. and that is not something that is going to do well with us for the mm-hmm. long, but to be stronger, right, is going to be a, a character quality mm-hmm. that is going to be something that actually will have great reward a mm-hmm. lot later in life. So if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it's trying to figure out too, for our kids is this something that is what is the difference of this period of time becoming a trauma for them or it'd be something that is transforming for them and is building their character to use it for we don't know what comes in the future yeah. but it can be something that is actually very 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 beautiful mm. and so and i think a lot of that with this you you talked about that numbing before mm-hmm. is that with, for our kids too i have seen parents vehemently choose numbing activities for their students right mm. like okay just video games video games and yeah. i'm and fairly anti-video game. And if you you saw what I saw, then you would be too. And so like you you begin to see like, okay, what is it like? Or here's a tablet. Or here's a phone. Or here's right. this. Or here's any of these isolating, disconnecting yes. activities. Yes. And um, I have a great burden in my heart for the fact that that's like using Novocaine. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and allowing them to just have this numbing experience. So it's
0: allowing kids to like, when they're in isolation of those video games, to turn off their feelings and emotions and yes. to not be connected to themselves right and so you're just saying hey you're you're gonna change you're gonna feel differently so yep. here take this yeah oh gosh that is
2: And if if you think about it,
0: which I'm totally guilty of, I know, I agree, I am too. I
1: like for myself too. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch Netflix. Mom's gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) So if you think about it, it's like stewarding this uncomfortable thing that we don't know what to do with. And so we're just, instead of being like, I'm gonna be a steward of this time to see how this can transform my child and our family and myself and what this looks like, I'm just going to like try to like ignore that it's going on and numb Mm -hmm. out. And that's always a recipe for disaster. And so versus we could give God room to be like, oh, maybe you're up to something in the middle of this, right? Mm -hmm. And we can redeem this and we can figure out what we can do with this time. And I do think that one of the things that is in the book I referenced earlier that she talks about, she said, when we live under Novocaine, this is just taking like many pages and summarizing it here. Mm-hmm. When we live in that Novocaine place, mm-hmm. it's like we are spiritual orphans. We are. It's like I. I don't know who's going pr- to take care of me. I don't know who's going to be here with me. I don't know what's going to go on. I don't know how I'm going to be protected. I don't know what any of these things. Right? Mm-hmm. Like imagine what that is. to feel like an orphan, and it's yeah. like you. You fall into that numbing and that denial, mm-hmm. and you're just like living on your own as so though it's up to you. And I think so many moms mm-hmm. feel. Um, that it's up to them to fix everything mm-hmm. to oh, figure it yeah. out and that's for why sure. this like numbing thing because it's too much right yes. like i'm going to die here is yes. a tablet right yeah. you know and then mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like figuring that out mm-hmm. versus living in a place where we have a god who meets us in these moments and is able to give us what we need and is with us and to procure those yes. moments in that way mm. so but i do think that that with our kids i i'm i'm excited for the way that we can begin to think about this time for our children and their Mm -hmm. development and Mm -hmm. begin to speak this truth into them and to be trauma-informed and growing them in these ways, influencing them.
0: Yeah, I feel like this time of where our kids are at, there's constantly like you're at school, but now you have to stay home for 14 days in the state of Illinois. It's, You know, we have a lot of that. And I know for my daughter, one time where she... Had to stay home, and she cried and cried Mm. and cried and cried. And she's eight years old, and Mm -hmm. I was just like, you know, honey, disconnected. Yeah, yeah. Let's just take a bubble bath. Like, Mm. I went and got fun bubbles, and I was like, I know you're really sad. I know this is really hard. I I get all it. I'm crying because I'm crying for her. Mm -hmm. But it was like something like, okay, let's let's cry about this. But Mm then, you know, let's choose. To, to mm-hmm. then let that go that moment. and then yeah. Yeah. move on. And yeah. so I think that was just, you know, tra- trying to think of ways to help them cope instead of the video games, which I do myself too, mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm just going to sit on my phone because I'm mm-hmm. done and yeah. I want to check out. But, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out ways of being that connected Mm -hmm. Um, in talking through things so yeah and that was such a
1: beautiful example you gave of like the opportunity to be disconnected in that moment or to be Mm -hmm. connected in that Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. and that's why when we talked about all of this right it's that framework of like okay in this moment right now yeah disconnection is my mo
0: (laughs) yeah it's what's
1: natural it's what comes easy it's what's natural what What would it look like if i were to connect in this moment and we're not going to do it perfectly and it's going to take a lot of learning curve Mm -hmm. but i i promise when people make that choice to fall towards people and Mm -hmm. to connect it is a very beautiful opportunity
2: Mm -hmm. and so that's going to help us well, or transform rather mm-hmm. than endure. Yes. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I love that. All right. Yeah. We could go on four hours, but we have to wrap it up. Oh, um, yes. So because we are a podcast for moms, we like to end by asking you to share like either your best or worst advice you've ever gotten as a mom.
1: I feel... <laughs> I feel like my mind is blank on any advice I've ever gotten, and so we're just gonna pull the first thing that comes yeah. to my mind. Or advice, that advice you have? What would yeah. you give? Yeah. No, I've definitely gotten a good good advice. I think one thing that is just coming more and more to fruition is to be try to. Have you seen that movie Yesterday? Yeah, yes. yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, my and kids so, love that. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, <laughs> oh yeah, my children are very inspired to have oh, their right? own way all day. Know, right? Um, and so I think, but. I feel like so many times when my children have come to me, when, especially when I'm overwhelmed, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my goodness, how would that ever work? Like, mm-hmm. if it, it can be a small thing, you're like, no, no, that's not, it's not, It. it's hard. And so I think one of my best advice has been continually to say yes, as often as you can say yes. Mm-hmm. And so, yes like have a good reason that you're going to say no because Mm -hmm. when they're entering when they're taking their cute little stories and entering them into your story it's never like I was just waiting for something else to do it never feels like that right Mm -hmm. and so but if I believe that they are my most important thing Mm -hmm. when they come up with these ideas or they have these elaborate plans to Mm -hmm. say yes to them as often as possible and so all the time I'm a no is on like the tip of my mouth coming out and then I'm like no Hundred yes. percent. Can I say yes? Scott Chapman spoke on it once too, yeah. and I was like,
2: and so and when you are tired and exhausted, have right. no time to yeah. do read the book. for Okay, yes, I'm going to yes. read the book for the seventh time. Yes, she's not going to be eight forever, yep. you know. Yep. So totally. Yeah, yes. it's a good one.
0: It's even harder now that the kids are older, with they have their own plans for each yes. of the weekends, and I'm like. That wasn't what my plan was yes. to be. Fine, I will drive you here. Yep. And yes, yes you yeah, know, not, but that shouldn't be my response. It's fine, yes. but yes. be No, there. it's yeah. huge.
1: I, I mean, there's like lament in that, like changing of mm-hmm. control and all yes. that stuff that it looks like and yeah. saying yes. And so, yeah, whatever. Will you live with me longer? Yes. Right. Like, Aww. so just trying to say yes. Let them direct that relationship yeah. and giving mm-hmm. them that. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. I love it. Okay, Barclay, do you have your
2: don't advice? Oh, I was just gonna, oh, what could I share? Well, so I was thinking about, especially like mental health, like I was gonna share, like, what calms me yes. or allows me to feel. And uh, something from like a messy home stresses me up. Hmm. Um, and I don't know, I've given up the upstairs, but I tackle the downstairs. And so I was like, yep. as long as I as can long, go to yep. bed, yep. Yep. with a like, warm place. Yeah, <laughs> a clean kitchen <laughs> yes. and downstairs, I feel like, Okay, I can feel successful. Don't look mm-hmm. upstairs, but downstairs is good. Um, I don't know. This is how my day went. So it's been a very busy weekend, and I'm working almost full time now. And I'm just, it was, it was a busy, feeling overwhelmed moment. Mm-hmm. And so I finally found a tree, which took three days because there's no trees anywhere. I heard there's like a tree shortage. Yeah, like a real no tree. Tre- yeah, yeah, real tree. <gasps> Literally three days of looking. And then to find the time to decorate it with the kids and i had bought all this cookies to do with them and that didn't work out because we didn't get it but we ended up making them anyways finally got to it last night and then the tree fell on (gasps) no that that was my night last night
0: 10 15 last (laughs) night because we were like let's (laughs) talk through the podcast the next morning and yeah talking to her just like sitting there and it's like i literally took
2: you know and it's late by the time everyone gets home and i have time to like gather us together for this moment and uh so talk about like letting go expectations and just living i don't know this was a lot so i like literally gotten it all perfect and went to just like scooch it oh, i'm so it sorry on my head <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> i nearly went to the red <laughs> okay, but I held it in, you and I was and like, "Stay connected." Nope. Said, okay, I'm
1: gonna break I'm gonna hug okay. this tree. <laughs> oh goodness! I think you, that advice about the spaces is so yeah. important because I, I feel really, like when I was a young mom, I remember the whole house. You're like, "No, if I can just do one no, space just, at a time, a space, mm-hmm. yep, that mm-hmm. you can feel success about, yes. or
2: brushing your teeth. It's right? amazing yeah. how good just still like a space." Mm -hmm. Brushing your teeth
0: can make you feel,
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know, pick little things where you can feel success.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I felt like when my kids were little, too, like always taking a shower each day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just helped me just to feel myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah. But my advice would be um, for your children. When they are just flipping out about Mm. something or they're upset about something and you have to have a conversation with them, I always make sure they're fed because hangry is like seriously a thing. And I, with my son, I would be like, here's a cheese stick, eat this. And then I will talk to you. But it was like, he couldn't, it was a hard thing when he was little of just like, he was hungry and it just, everything was making him upset. So I would say Make sure they're fed before, Absolutely. or if they're have you know any tantrum, feed them. Uh, the second thing is when you are leaving someone's house, um, say to your kids, "We're going to leave in five minutes." Yeah. Like giving them mm-hmm. like time to process that because I know for myself, change is hard. So if you're they're playing, they're having fun. It's like it gives them some, you know, knowing that it's going to come soon, that's rather than one. just being like, okay, we're leaving. You yeah. know, like, don't that's, bring it out. That's, that's too. That's too. Yeah. Much. Someone
1: told me that once too for chores. They're like, would, would you, if you were oh, sitting at your yes. desk playing, would you like it if some other adult came and said, right now, I need you to go do that? And that's totally I what I was guilty of doing with I my do kids, right? And I was yes. like, no, I would hate that, and I would yeah. resent that. And they're like, yeah. 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 So give them the same leeway you would want. And I was like, right. oh,
0: like they're a person. Yeah. I know, but yeah. it's <laughs> so hard as a mom to like, I You know, like, right? The kids would be like, well, mom. can you just write down the chores of what you want us to do rather than just spring it on. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, but that takes time to right. like do it. So Totally yeah. true. Well, yeah. Breanne,
2: we're so thankful for you and what you've shared. We're going to share all of your info of where to find you and yes, your a, podcast. Yes. What's I it mean,
0: called again? Village Church Mental Health. Mm-hmm. It, I listened to parts of it and it yeah. was, Breanne, you were so, it was so good. I I was like, and I'm going to listen to this one twice and I'm going to yep. listen to this one twice. Yeah. So. so, so much. Thank you. Good to hear.
2: So, um. We're done, right? We're done. uh, The Chapel Mops After Parties are proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. There is a group of moms who get you, need Mm -hmm. you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village Mm -hmm. online or in person at mops.org backslash findagroup. And then you can find us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thanks for
0: listening. Thank you.
2: Bye.